Hey friends, this is Randy from the Waystation Podcast. I'm recording this bit to let you know that for the first 20 minutes of this episode of the podcast, for some reason, there was a sound glitch and it sounded horrible. And after 20 minutes, everything seemed to be corrected. So we're going to start this podcast a little bit late and um, it's going to go a little bit shorter than normal. But without further ado, welcome to the Waystation Podcast. I can't remember if I made it up in my own delightful oh, he does imagination. A speak version of I it? think he does a speak, yeah, he does a speak sing version of Rocket Man. By the way, even the original <laughs> song, right? I mean, yeah. rock, I mean, you look like, it's like <laughs> a ground control, the major tom. I'm like, what? And then some, you start some thinking, pretty about, trippy song. Yeah, no, it's a trippy song. And at the end of it, the guy's spinning in space and <laughs> tell my family I love him. <laughs> but until Sandra Bullock showed me how freaky that is, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't respect it. But hey, how far ahead of the times was David Bowie? That's what I want to say. That so, was a long way ahead. Okay, great. That's a great. Okay, so now here, ready for back some hot, to music. No, ready for some hot takes. Hot takes. Oh, from, crumble, from, cookie, crumble cookies is coming to uh, Valencia. Yeah, hot take. I can't wait. I like cookies. I like Valencia. That feels like a magic. One of our fans, one of our one one of, one of our, our friends and fans, friends and fans. He is uh, he's he's the head of that group. Yeah, that's fantastic. It I is fantastic, I, and they are great. Crumble cookies are very good, but you can only eat a quarter of a cookie because if you eat a whole cookie, <laughs> no, 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 no. To our fans, you can only eat them by the dozen. <laughs> yes, you can only order them by the dozen. You can only order them by the dozen. If you really love life, you should definitely order maybe two dozen. Um, this yeah. is for our super fans. I just for keep going. Just keep going. All right. This so segment is sponsored my, by Crumble my Cookies take. Valencia. My hot take is that almost all here's the non-hot take. Almost always gigantic musicians have had a period in their music history right. where they've done something amazing. Even people that I don't like, even musicians that I don't like. Okay. So I say that to say early David Bowie is amazing. Agreed. Songwriting David Bowie is amazing. Agreed. Late David Bowie is bad. <laughs> yeah, kind of boring. So I, however, have you ever heard David Bowie sing a Christmas song with Bing Bing Crosby? Peace on earth. I don't it's know. Beautiful. It's, awesome. it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's beautiful. And that, then they talk. Did you? That, do you know? That, have that you heard easy that easy way that Bing Crosby's leaning against the piano? He's all it's all chill. Oh, like, I loved it. That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, it is very good. So, uh, so my hot take. Here's my hot take, though. Like, there's a few musicians that everyone's like, that guy is so amazing. Oh, I love him so much. I just don't like him at all. Who? Michael Jackson. All right. Okay. You Jackson, feel, you Jackson probably... Five. Jackson Five. Fine. <laughs> Okay, fine. I like the Jackson Five. Michael Jackson. I don't like him. Okay. <laughs> nothing. Uh, Thriller. Nothing. Don't like it. Really? Don't like it. Okay. Related and equally controversial. And my wife's like, you're just dumb. Okay. <laughs> Prince. I think Prince sucks. Top to bottom, soup to nuts, terrible. Now, using the theory that I just put forth, Wait, maybe Pr there's- Prince are the artist formerly known. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> maybe there's some deep past stuff where I'm like, yeah, you weren't paying attention. There's a really great album in there. Purple Rain, you didn't like it? No, it's garbage. I hate Purple Rain. It's the worst. 
All right. Okay, so. I, you might get me there on Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson to me is more le, less a vocalist and more of a performer. He he's I, the guy I that brought. I acknowledge the skills. By the way, I acknowledge the skills from both of these guys. I just don't like their stuff. I I, I, I think there's no not nothing. Okay, so Jackson Five. I'd rather listen to Michael Jackson than Jackson Five stuff. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you. But I you know it's interesting too because I have an equally <laughs> controversial one. It's like right. Star Wars, man. Stupid. Not so much. Most overrated movie of all time. Wow. I'll. I mean, look. I. I just. I just crapped on Prince. I can't look you in the eye and say no. you're wrong about Star Wars. But I. Uh, Isn't it I, interesting when you do stuff like that? Like we named one of our sons something. Well, his name is Fierce. Yeah. That totally Fierston. took. Fierston. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we added the T O N. Fierce. It was totally made up by my son. Okay. And so, not my son that was born. Like he didn't come out and say, "I am fierce." <laughs> I am fierce. When you have, for He's those so, of you that uh, don't have multiple children, yes, uh, there, it's often that you would ask when your wife is pregnant. You ask the little kids, "What do you want to name the baby?" Yeah. And if you do know the sex of the baby, you want you know, then maybe you get a better name. Yes. So we knew we were having a boy. Uh, there was there was a good gap between. Um, Liam, the oldest boy, uh, and Fierce. And yeah. so we would ask Liam, what do you want to name him? And he would come up with the crazy stuff. You know, uh, I've heard kids say marshmallow, stuff like that, right? Yeah, so right. he would say he was really into Jack Sparrow. So at one time, his name was Captain. The other time, his name was Captain Jack. Another time, you know, went through that for every few weeks. Yeah. And then one day, he just looked at um, my wife and said, Fierce, and then walked off. I just dropped that bomb put the microphone down and walked away. And then it just stayed like that forever. Wow. And then we were about to have the baby and the truculent one says to me, what are you going to name the baby? And I said, uh, I don't know, Fierston or Fierst. I said, Fierst. Yeah. And he's just, you know, like brothers do, started teasing me. Like, why, if you're going to make something up, make something up really good, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I kind of like it. And it's, I was totally joking at the moment, right? And so sure. the, this was at lunch. So after lunch, I called my wife and I said, I had the weirdest conversation with my brother. And he goes, what? My wife says, what What, what was it? I said, I, I started, I said, we we're going to name the baby Fierce as a joke. And he started making fun of it. I found myself defending it. And she goes, I just had the same thing with my sister. She goes, I've been thinking about it a lot. And if we just add a T-O-N onto anything, it really legitimizes it. So we'll call him Fierston. That will be his name. Okay. Right? Well, yeah. the minute you do something like this to your child, sure, it takes all credibility or ability to to really think about any other's names. Someone comes to you and your name, you know, the yeah, name cause, is well, because now you're defending your 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 unborn child. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even these, I find myself even looking at some of these uh, some of these you know uh, celebrities that use you know Apple or Pear or something like sure. that, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah well, well, oh, checks out. I got a kid named. Now, Fierce. was this related to the Prince thing? How do we get there? Um, I oh, don't know. Star Wars. Star Wars. Was, was it related to Star Wars somehow? Uh, I can't remember. I went down a rabbit hole and I'm not finding my way out of it. <laughs> okay. Well, look. Thanks for thanks for showing everybody. It's a it, it's a it is a unique name. It is an appropriate name for the energetic and delightful son you have. Yes. It would have been horrible, by the way, if he if he was like an angry child. Yeah. <laughs> Your name's Fierce, and you're Dude, just we totally would, angry all the time. I mean, like there, there's a couple of uh. Now I, now I want to know. There's a couple of names that we almost did that we that were like, wow, I'm glad we didn't do that. And there's a couple of names we almost did that like, well, there's one that we're like, gosh, I wish we did that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were going to do Cooper. And I'm just like, you know, uh, elementary school exists. Cooper the pooper is just too easy. 
Like I'm not doing that. Oh, and so wow. we. You so, know my last name's so not shot, really Everett, right? So well, we it is Duncan really Cooper. Everett. Yeah, you mentioned that in an earlier pod. Utterback. Utterback. Yeah, yeah, that's eighth grade and Utterback's horrible. And then Rachel's like Milo, and I'm like, I can't imagine having a kid Milo, that is chill, that is chill enough to to carry out the name Milo and have it be appropriate. You know what I mean? Isn't that a movie about a dog? Uh, maybe. I don't know. To any of our fans that have a Milo out there, I bet your kid is chill enough to carry it out. But ours, ours is not. I have a brother-in-law named Toby, which yeah. lots of people do their dogs named Toby. But he's such a cool guy that he can pull it off. He has only one eye. Yeah. And he always has this bit that he does. When Remember when 3D was a big thing? 3D? Like, yes, I do. For remember. a little for I, a stretch I a, there. I, I have a rant about that, but go you ahead. Did, you, and I, th- I, know, I think you're, I remember something about this. But the, 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 there was a stretch there that Hollywood thought, like, 3D's the the next... I have a rant for you about that, but go ahead. <laughs> the next thing. And I read something about that really that what Hollywood was really trying to do is you couldn't bootleg it. Like you couldn't go in and videotape. That's what that's what I heard. But anyway, uh, so he his rant about or his his bit about this is that he would go up and it always cost more to get the glasses. Yeah. And he's like, I don't need the glasses. And they're like, well, what do you mean? He goes, they don't work for me. And they're like, what do you mean? So two, uh, for 3D to work, you have to have two eyes. You can't only have one eye. Oh, what? Right. Did you have a friend that had one eye? It's my my brother-in-law, Toby. Oh, okay. He only has one eye. Oh, yeah. And he had, he, you know, he took yeah, it out. Those don't he, work. he took it out with a butter knife when he was five. So and so he like <laughs> on, on accident, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, on okay, accident. great. All right. Uh, we have a, wow, so the moms are right. If you run around with sharp scissors, like bad things can happen. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. we used to do it all the time. We said it to everybody. So, oh, no, no, no. Remember Toby. You don't remember Toby. <laughs> don't put that knife down. Remember wow. Toby. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. So he would go up to the ticket booth. He says, and buy you know, tickets for his kids and himself. And he says, yeah, I don't need the 3D version. And they're like, what do you mean? I don't want to pay the extra for 3D. And they're like, no, it doesn't work that way. You're going to a 3D movie. You have to. Yeah. And he goes, no, it doesn't work for me. And he would take something and tap on his glass eye. Oh, and so we go tink tink tink. And the people will be like, "Uh, just give like, it to him." It doesn't work, and they're like, "We're sorry, sir. We don't know how to do this. We still have to charge you." So he goes. He would watch. By the way, what a great dad, right? He goes and watches a three D movie that he really yeah, that can't see dad. because he can't. That's a great dad. Yeah. So anyway, that's my story about. What's your rant about three D movies? You had a rant about three yeah, yeah, D yeah. movies. I do. You don't want to share it. Yeah, well, it's not that I don't know if it's interesting. I don't know if you guys like the inside scoop on movies and whatever, but there's actually a I don't want to say an insidious plot behind 3D movies, but but it's Ooh. an ingenious an ingenious plot behind 3D movies. So here's the Wait, deal. it's still in effect? Like it's going to well, come back? It is. Yeah. No, here's 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 what it was. Um Hollywood um they they invented the ability to do digital projection. It exists there. This is great. And it started to be as Wait, good. Wait, a digital projection as in the way Yeah, in movie, the movie theaters. Okay, got it. You used to actually have a gigantic film print. Correct. When I, in fact, when I was distributing movies, we used to, it was a big part of distribution. It's why it's called distribution is that you had to schedule trucks to drive around the, these two containers full of spools of film. Right. They get to the theater. Then there's some 16-year-old kid takes them out tapes them all together, puts it on a giant platter spool, and it plays the movie. Okay? Cool. That, that's how it used to work, right? Right. But it's bad tech. I mean, it's amazing technology, but it's bad technology in that prints get scratched. Right. Prints, prints break. They crack. And so that's why when you used to go to the dollar movies, you used to watch the movies, and they used to have like- Oh, crackly. They used to have like giant- like Yeah, flex, yeah, yeah. Because the, they're, they're super old prints. They're old. That's the whole Got thing, it. right? Right. 
So Hollywood's like, we're tired of this uh, of this system where the prints get ugly, and we want to have prints that don't get ugly. Therefore, digital projection. But digital projectors cost a hundred grand, right? So if you have a twelve plex, that's a that's a million dollar, one point two million dollars. You got to go dump right. in your theater if you want to convert. Snopes that. I think we yeah. did the math right. <laughs> Yeah. And um, and they've come down. They're like more like 50, 60 grand now. So for all you paying attention, of, of course, the fancy ones cost 200 grand. There's that. Right. So and the, and, the, and it's in the age of mega plexes. There's 24 plexes. So you, a theater can't just walk around. They don't walk around with four million bucks to drop in. A, anyway. Right. So then they're like, we want to get the public to, to demand it. So <clears throat> they're like, you know, what's amazing is 3D film. With digital projection, um, you, if you want to see uh, if you want to see Avatar, which is the mind blowing digital thing of all time in 3D, which you have to do, you have to get digital for your for your for your screens. So they did a twofold thing. One, they made everyone say, "I gotta have it for 3D," because with Avatar, so it worked. It did. It freaking worked. It worked. They used they used 3D as an excuse to deploy widely digital cinema to the nation, saying. People won't stand for this film thing anymore, right? Wait, hold and, on. So you you're presenting this as a as a kind of a, a conspiratorial thing, right? So well, it's just smart business. But, but yeah, I mean, but to me, it's but like everyone genius. thinks to me this is, is a genius it, marketing well, idea. It was, it was. So they're like, you got to have 3D, and for 3D, you got to have digital. So then they the, then they pass this other thing, which is completely crazy. And it's Wait, still, when did pass? It, they they got everyone. At the National Association of Theater Owners. Oh, okay, got it. NATO. Right. It's literally called NATO. <laughs> I'm dead serious. To agree to a thing called a VPF. Wait, NATO. I'm sorry, go back. NATO. I'm going to make National fun of this forever. Association of Theater Owners. Every time someone says NATO now, I'm going to say, oh, you mean the theater owners? The theater owners? Yeah, group? got it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, great. All right. To pass this thing at, they, they, at the. They agreed to this thing called a VPF. Okay. Virtual print fee. So oh, now, so now, even though prints don't exist, so it used to cost you fifteen hundred bucks right, right. to make a movie print. Right. So every time you went to a theater, it's going to cost you at least fifteen hundred bucks as a distributor, right? Right. Then they're like digital. We're like digital. We're saved. Now we can save a thousand fifty, like fifteen hundred bucks of print. And they're like, no, there's a VPF. So now every time a movie wants a movie to go to theaters, like a, a studio wants a movie to go to theaters, they pay a fake print fee for a thing that doesn't need to, it doesn't even exist. A virtual print fee. Oh my word! So they're paying like between like eight hundred to fifteen hundred bucks. So if you if you if you want to go to a twenty four plex and you're gonna get they're gonna give you four screens, you got to pay four VPFs. So is this why dollar movie theaters aren't around as much anymore? Is because the, the you know dollar the whole business model behind it was we would get the old prints from the regular uh, movie theater and just show them until they die. I don't know because I haven't seen a lot of four. <clears throat> wrap this story. So VPFs have existed now for whatever, 12 years. They're finally starting to wind down. So, so big finance companies came forward and they would finance your, your digital cinema and take the VPFs. And now those deals are finally starting to run out. And so soon there's going to be a bunch of theaters that no longer require VPFs, which is really good for independent filmmakers because they can stop, stop costing so much to distribute a movie. And as far as dollar theaters go by, I, I I don't know why there isn't more dollar cinema. I don't. I I sincerely don't. There is actually a chain of of discount movie theaters in and around L.A., and they do pretty well. I mean, it's actually good business. It's actually as good a business as having a regular theater. Like I've done the math. Like 
Because so I've heard almost all the money is from from concessions. And right, so, that's what I was gonna say. I, I've yeah. heard that they make more money off of popcorn than they do after ticket sales. It's not more money, but it's comparable money. Got it. Yeah. So like, so if you get into an old theater, and it, and it has digital s- screens, right? And you have a strong like smart concession strategy, you can make a million bucks a year in one of those old theaters. I think we've talked about this profit, many times can, in the past. You can profit. And we talked about like how to make movie theater profitable. But you said, let's a shout yeah. out to a movie theater that you consistently have told me is the greatest. And that's the Larry H. Miller ones. That's like literally the best movie theater chain in the nation. There's, it's not, I still haven't not, been to one. It's not close. I've got to go. Well, I, well once you told me that, I was then in Utah and I'm like, oh, there's one. I was going to go, but COVID had shut, shut it yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, so. go in one of the major markets. They, they, they bought the discount chain. In all the small markets, right. So those won't be as nice. So, right. so you know, it's in St. George or Cedar City or whatever. Like that's not the one where it's, you're going to be like, wow, Larry Miller. But man, if you go to their their vineyard location in Orem, or if you go to their uh, uh, their, their 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 South Jordan location, or their Ogden location, there's I mean, one of the Thanksgiving so point good. too. So Lehigh. that's a takeover of an of another chain. Oh, that is. Now okay. they refurbished it, so that's probably a pretty close to like at quality experience. But that's not their nicest one. So how do you feel about the their movies? nicest one? Is the Vineyard, by the way? That's the that's out by Old Geneva Steel. Right. You, you go there. It well, will, I see it, it when I'm driving on the 15. Like, uh, and I keep thinking to myself, I have to go. Yeah, but, that's where you need to go. But that's after you told me that, then the, the only opportunity I had was kind of like a COVID scenario and there wasn't yeah there's no good movies yeah yeah but okay so have you ever been to one of the movie theaters where they have the reclining chair and the whatever yeah yeah i have do you like it no i do not i find it strangely creepy (laughs) because when you lean back somewhere in the reclining you're like like somewhere halfway back you're like yeah i'm the guy i'm the guy from wally yeah (laughs) (laughs) looking to bring me a milkshake I had not thought about that, but now I can never go again. <laughs> You'll never go again. I did recently because COVID in LA County had shut down movies and I wanted to see Tenet. So I went by myself oh, yeah. to Ventura County. Yeah. And the closest one that was there was uh was one of those ones where you fancy, do the, yeah. yeah, fancy reclining ones. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is so there's a certain point in reclining where you're like, this is too intimate. <laughs> it's too intimate. That's exactly right. Right. I mean, you're, like, you're going to look over and the person next to you is going to have like a nightgown yes. on. Yes. <laughs> like, or they have them where they have like, you know, the date ones where the 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 big armrest is on the left and big armrest is on the right, but you can kind of get close together. I'm like, what's good? I mean, movie theaters in the back row have always had a reputation, but now what are you just, you've given them a bed? <laughs> Now you're giving him like, a bed? Like, let's just, it's just all in now. Forget it. Just give him beds. I mean, I just, I don't know. The whole thing was just, there's a certain point. It was like, okay, my feet being up is kind of relaxing, but my feet fully reclined is. All right. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm a tall person. And I have this to say about those movie theaters and about Lazy Boys generally, which is, it goes to like the middle of my, of my, of my calf. Right. So my legs are hanging off by like yeah, you're... 18 inches off the bottom. Right. And that just feels weird. That just feels like not only that you could be tripping the waiter. <laughs> I for sure would trip the waiter. Yeah, no, yeah. this is you shouldn't do that. You no. should you should not do this. I, I have a I have a whole spiel about, and I'm actually not kidding, even though I am kidding, but I'm not kidding. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, this is I'm uncomfortable. Kidding, but I'm not going to say this, and people are going to be like, "Shut up, man." But it, here here's what it is. I legit think that the Americans with Disabilities Act 
should make it so that people over a certain height automatically get the legroom seats on, on airplanes. And I'm actually not even kidding. Here's why. Like, there's some airlines Dude. where my knees are two inches Randy, into Randy, go the- to your doctor and just ask for, for a card a, for a, restless leg syndrome. Oh, yeah? And then present that as an ADA thing. And the, I mean, look, you can get a mini horse onto a plane now. Why can't you show an ADA card that shows you have restless leg syndrome? Like, yeah, there's certain airlines where it's straight up like I, I legit can't. I can't get into the sitting position in this chair. Like, Dude, what do you want me to do? Like, sit down. I don't know. Figure it out. Have you been into the Spirit Airlines? Uh, yeah, I have. Did you fit? Because you're, what, what are you? I you're 6'4"? I did fit. Yeah, 6'4". I'm 6'1". I didn't fit. Oh, I don't know. So I, I, I better look than you. I went to Philadelphia on Spirit Airlines. I was okay. going to a funeral, and I'm thinking to myself, I'll just get the cheapest. You know, it used to be bereavement prepares were pretty low. Yeah, it's not, not anymore. Thing. Yeah. So I couldn't find a good, good air, uh, a good, uh, you know, price to get to Philadelphia. So I'm yeah. like a Spirit Airlines, and I want to say it was like eighty bucks each way. I'm like, That's great. From L.A. to Philadelphia oh, it's was crazy. pretty, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you can't I'm like, bring okay, baggage great. or whatever. But... It's a long flight. Yeah, that's a long flight. That's a cross country. And I'm okay with Spirit Airlines, you know, charging for everything, uh, you know, a la carte. It's a, funny, okay it's a funny business model, but I'm, I'm on board. I figured it out. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I figured it out too. So I, I'm thinking, and I have flown Spirit Airlines to Vegas. No big deal. Right. Yeah. The trays are a little tiny. The <laughs> the the seats are are, are much more rigid. And I'm like, I, you know, that's ah, going to be fine. Right. Yeah. No, I'm old. I'm taller than the most average person. And I got stuck in the window seat, which I normally like to look out the window yeah, yeah. and dream about flying. Right. <laughs> Somewhere around hour three, I thought I was going to explode. And I kept thinking to myself, go to sleep. I can make this work. I can get yeah. to hour six, which was that it was a six hour flight for whatever reason. Yeah. And I by by the time I got to hour four, I thought I was going to go postal. I mean, I was feeling so cramped and and stuck in there. Yeah. I get off the plane and I was telling, I called my wife and I'm like, that was the worst flight I've ever been on in my life. Yeah. And it wasn't because the people were mean or that I was no. next to anyone. Yeah, I don't the, know what the deal is. I don't know if I got a different plane or what, but mine was mine was fine. But just so you know, as a six foot four guy, there's a 50-50 chance that every flight that you just that you just had is every flight is like that. 50-50 chance. So some well, airlines are okay. Okay. And some are so just I horrible. looked it up. I looked up the leg room in, yeah. in airlines. The the smallest leg room at the time was Spirit Airlines. And it was like something like 24 to 28 inches. I think they might have changed their how long ago was this? This is a few years back. 19, 2019. Wow. Man, I don't know. Cause I I, I used it to fly to Austin and uh and I was super worried. But Austin's not that far. It's like three hours, but, but I, three I was, hours you double that. But look, it it I'll was tell, a length. I'm thing. telling you that I I I don't know what happened. Maybe I paid extra because there's an extra. There's oh no, there are. Oh, oh no, that, so that's the end of the story. So I told my wife, I'm like, I can't do that coming home. I think I'll die. And she says, Well, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I gotta just get a regular night's sleep. You know, I'll go to the funeral. I'll figure it out. By the time I the next day, I'm like, I know what I'm gonna do because they they keep they always prompt you upgrade your seat upgrade yeah, yeah. your seat because they assign you your seat when you get there they don't you don't get to choose yeah and so the upgrade your seat upgrade your seat and I'm like that's it I'm upgrading my seat so I upgraded to their first class yeah which was double another eighty dollars okay? okay so now my trip home is one hundred and sixty mm. but it was the best eighty dollars I spent in my life number one <laughs> number two I'm pretty sure they got their first class cabin seats from uh delta from the 1980s because they're humongously wide 
<laughs> and that, by the way, was right at the front at the bulkhead. So I had plenty of room. Or, or they could have bought them from your local movie theater. Just oh, no. There was, it was, no, no. You couldn't recline these. Because back in the 80s, you could, it's still like, what is the reclining in in in, in, in a... <laughs> in an airline. That's just a joke. Uh, Seinfeld, that's a whole anyway, so that was actually a pretty comfortable thing going back. But that's man, great. that that was a tough one. Mm. That was a tough one. I hear you. It's so, not going to happen in COVID anymore, I don't think. But All right. So I have some fun um, counterculture news. in This week Ooh. in counterculture. Okay. This week in counterculture. Yeah. So you're, Do we you're, have a theme song? you're already Wait. like, all right, these guys aren't listening to Prince. They aren't watching Star Wars. No. <laughs> They don't like comfy chairs no. for some reason in movie theaters. Nope. Like how much more counterculture? We can't take it. <laughs> but here we go. We're going on another round of this is this subversive culture. So last week I was in, I was, I went to visit my parents. We actually had this little, it was actually kind of beautiful. My parents are in their eighties. Right. And we all chickened out on going to their house for Thanksgiving because there was a giant spike of COVID at the time. Right. And you didn't want to be a super spreader. <clears throat> we don't want to be a super spreader. We don't want to get my parents sick. Anyway, they got both doses of the, of the vaccine. Good deal. And so we did what we called it Feb's giving in February. Ooh, we nice. went, we went to their house for Thanksgiving. Right. We, we did a Thanksgiving dinner. It was really cute. Wait, did you find a turkey? Oh yeah. Uh, my my mom actually had the turkey that she in oh, her freezer still there. from. Yeah. So, Perfect. So we, we had Feb's giving. It was a great time. A shouts to my family if you're listening for a wonderful weekend. So Got it. that morning I went to breakfast with an old friend from high school. Um, shouts if you're listening, um, uh, Matt. Uh, it was nice to have breakfast with you. Anyway, we're driving around trying to find a place to eat and like looking at tents and whatever else. And this one place, let's, let's just walk in and sit down. And so we walk in and we had this breakfast there and it was great. It was a good time. And on the way out, Matt stopped at the door and noticed that there was a sign on the door that said something about a peaceful protest. And he read it and dude, the dining rooms aren't open, but they were letting people sit in their dining yes. room as a counterculture protest. Yes. <laughs> so, so Dude, I contributed. I'm wait, a, I'm can we edgy... shout out to them? Can't we? Or what? But yeah, then, yeah. then Char of course, the, wait, hold on, wait, before you do it, are we going to like alert the authorities? Yeah. I, I mean, if there's authorities listening, well, that, that goes to my next story. Okay. Charlie's restaurant in Escondido, California. Good job. We either okay. just helped you or hurt you. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> either... Okay. So that goes to my next story though. Will it help or hurt? So Rachel is in one of these speakeasy soccer clubs. Okay. Do you know what this is? There's like text messages going around like, Hey, there's kids soccer league. If yeah, you want to be yes, involved, yes. but they're like not advertising <laughs> yes, or whatever. You yes. just show up at a park and then there's kids playing <laughs> exactly. soccer, right? With a referee. So, <laughs> with a referee. That's weird. So, so our kid joins one of these soccer leagues. Right. And I think there were even signs up in the park. They were like, yeah, you can't, Kids sports are no longer allowed, and there's like three fields of kids playing <laughs> soccer, right? So Rachel, the rule keeper that she is int intrinsically, like she's she's learned to become rebellious, but right. it's it's learned. You've man. had to teach her. Like her natural mode is like compliance. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's nervous the whole time, right? So the, sure enough, they're sitting there. Cop car rolls up. Cop, no. Cop gets out. No. She's like, oh crap, here it goes. No. And she has this in her mind. She's imagining like. Like the horns, like dogs will come running out and start tearing children asunder. Cop, tearing children asunder. <laughs> cop walks up. A little kid runs up and hugs his leg. His hey, cop's kid is playing <laughs> yes! soccer. Yes. Freedom. <laughs> this is why Santa Clarita is one of the greatest places to live because <clears throat> it's full of cops. But I got to tell you, no one's given us any crap about. No. I mean, like. General compliance, like generally people wear masks, generally people social yeah. distance. Yeah. But like no, I get kids in the, playgrounds, they're not giving I got called in the that. early days, 
uh, about not wearing a mask and they called the cops on me. Now, there's a whole story behind yeah, that. Yeah. I kind of deserved it. <laughs> but the cop showed up. He's like, he takes his mask off when he's talking to me. And he's like, we'll, we'll, we'll never, we're not going to force that. He says, just right now, it's just about peace. Like, what was it going to take for you to go away? <laughs> <laughs> like, how about my food? And he goes, it yeah, was that's actually not happen. A, it was actually a pretty good story. Um, I keep waving you off on this story because I don't want people to get mad. But the truth is. No, I, my, my, I would get mad at myself because okay. it really was rude. I was just being rude. So yeah. the, re one, the reason I don't want to tell that story is I also think that it doesn't, at the time when I told the story, everybody was like, dude, you're the best, you know? And now, yeah. now I just look like an idiot because here's the thing. Mask wearing is intrinsically intuitive. That sounds like a, two big words, right? Sure. But they're really not. It basically looks at, it's like if you're sick and you're wearing a mask, it looks like you're going to be protecting people. Yeah, whether or not it's useful, it seems useful. Right, it seems useful. That's a losing argument. Yeah, so to, to say, you, but, but okay, to our friends out there, William was not trying to get them to change their rules and no. make them not wear a mask. No, no, no. But, it had to but do he, got with, in a, he got in a pinch and he, yeah. was, he was like, hey, can you maybe just leave the leave the food outside the door. And, and then they're like, no. <laughs> anyway, long story. But, Actually, do you know what? I will tell the story okay, because right. I want to damage Wakano. <laughs> you have two minutes to tell Okay, and I'll tell the story in a way that doesn't, does, it doesn't show me as, as the counterculture rebel that I really am. But basically was, in the early days of mask wearing, it was, uh, you know, the mandates versus whether or not you had to do it, whether it was a law or whether it wasn't. It was very confusing. So uh, my son and I were the only ones home. And I said, hey, what do you want to eat? He says, Wakano. I said, okay, perfect. He goes, I want some sushi. I said, okay, what do you want? We ordered it over the phone and I sent him down to pick it up. Again, this was back before Early everybody, days. yeah, before you carried a mask with you everywhere. Yeah. So he walks in and they said, I'm sorry, you don't have a mask. I can't, we can't serve you. Right. So he calls me and I say, well, cause he forgot. He right. called you and said, I forgot my mask. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So he calls me yeah. and says, whatever. And I'm like, Hey, no problem. I'll just call them. So I called them. And when I called the first person that answered, I said, Hey, I'm sorry. My son uh, it came, he came without a mask and uh, he wants to, um, you know, pick up the food. And they said, no, you can't pick up the food because he doesn't. Have I said, no, just put it outside. I pay for it over the phone. And they said, no, we can't do that. And, I, and then she hung up on me. So that's like a reasonable concession. In my, in, my, in my point of view, it's like, oops, we forgot our mask, which is a true story. He wasn't trying yeah. to be rebellious. No, and he and, wasn't. And oops, <clears throat> we already paid for it. If you could just set it outside the door. Yes. That's a reasonable concession. Sorry. That's, Very reasonable, that's especially <laughs> considering that Joaquino has an enormous space at the Valencia Mall and they're, they're hurting. They, they're not, they're not getting they're not enough. Well. Of course yeah. they're not. And this was in the very beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I call, I, she hung up on me and I thought, oh, that was weird. And so I called back, but by now I'm a little bit hot, right? right and yeah. so, so. I said, can I talk to the manager? And the manager gets on the phone. I said, hey, your, your employee, uh, my son is there. I didn't go into the employee thing. I said, yeah. my son is there. He's outside. He forgot his mask. I'm really sorry. And he says, we don't serve people without masks, sir, and hung up on me. And I'm like, what? This is so bizarre. It's a bizarro world, right? So I call back yeah. again. And I said, did you just hang up on me? And he goes, yes, I did. And by the way, customers are not always right. And he says, how dare you? What kind of father are you to send your son out in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic without a mask? So that's just kind of like, is this happening right now? Is this a bad dream? Like, right. But like, my, uh, that, what absolutely. kind of father are you? Like, that's what he said. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, what? <laughs> like, so why he hung he up. Yeah. 
And, <laughs> and when he hung up, I was like, oh, it's on. <laughs> so I drove down. Yeah. I walk in. I pull my, I purposely don't take a mask. I pull my t-shirt over my face, which by the way, at the time was not fooling anyone. No one would do that. Right. Yeah. And so he, he I, the, the girl's like, I'm sorry, you can't come in here like that. I've said, where is your manager? And he was standing right there and he goes, I'm right here. And I said, and I put my finger in his face. I had, how dare you make a judgment on my father, you know, ability to be a father yeah. uh, because of mask. I'm like, who are you? And that is rude, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he backs off and, and, but the loud voices caused people, employees the from kitchen. the kitchen coming out of the kitchen and two guys coming out of the kitchen without masks on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad father, bad father, bad father. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, what in the world? And then he yeah. goes, and I'm like, who are you? And he goes, and I'm like, I'm not leaving here. And he goes, call the cops. And that's how the cops got called. And the cops got there and they were super cool. Yeah, I cops mean, are he, cool. He's like, I don't care. So you didn't get your food. We, uh, we don't. We aren't a fan of whatever regime was in charge of Volcano. Honestly, to no. Say by by the way, I I'm I was Volcano is a fairly expensive restaurant for the Valencia area. Yeah, and I would go there. I would take I would take clients there. I would take family, friends, stuff like that. We would go there at least once a month. Yeah. It was a pretty regular, and I liked their food. Yeah, and for the most part, liked their service. Never really had any bad experiences there. Yeah, my kids. That's where they want to go for their birthdays. But, but that was that was back when you were a good father, though, William. Yeah. <laughs> But once I became a bad father, I never had <laughs> Suddenly, to go to Volcano. Suddenly, you don't have a taste for it anymore. Right. I try to call off Volcano to say, carpet. I was about to say, is like, it feels weird to like kick them while they're down. Like, like, honestly, like, do you think that they're taking more? Could they ever take more of a beating than they're taking right now? Probably not. So, like, I don't know. Maybe that manager's. Let's, let's but imagine. he's a manager. He's not an owner. His <laughs> job a, is just to get people. Like, if, to me, he's a problem solver. No, no, to get I know. Money in I, the I door. just think well, I, I'll, all that to say, like, do what you will as it pertains to Volcano. No, um, don't go there. Don't don't <laughs> listen to Randy. Don't ever go to Volcano again. By the way, I I put up like a Yelp thing. Yeah. And I'm like, don't go to Volcano. They're masked Nazis. Blah blah blah. I got taken down. You got taken down because I said the word Nazi. So yeah, I just took I was Nazi insensitive out. to 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 the Nazis to, to, to Germans. The church. The truth was, this guy was you know worse than a Nazi. <laughs> no, that's really weird. It. Like no, for you to just to co like call on someone's face. Like first of all. I used to work in a school for delinquent kids. And one of the things that's hard to learn and I wasn't always good at, I don't want to act like I was, but de-escalation is always the right Yes. Call. Like de-escalate the situation. Oh, sir, yes. we're so sorry about this inconvenience. And like, I totally understand how you got there. Unfortunately, there's people standing outside. If they see us give your kid with, you know what I mean? Like de-escalate it. We're right. all in this together. We, yes. Uh, but, if but he had done like, that. You're a bad father. Hang up on him. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> if he had done that, I would have, I mean, honestly, we'd ordered there several times in the pandemic and okay. they were always like, thank you very much. So, Mark, you're welcome. Now we're continuing down the counterculture rabbit hole. So oh, now, good. now, you know, Reggie, we don't listen to Prince. We don't watch Star Wars. And we don't go to Volcano. Freaking you call the cops. I don't care. Yeah. Bring it. Okay. Because his kid's on my soccer team. Last counterculture moment, and this will probably wrap up the show. I love this story so much. Okay. My sister lives in Arizona. Right. And there's a bunch of people there. They're back to school, but there's a bunch of people there that are tired of their kids getting screwed because it's been a year and a half now of no school. Right. A year of no school, but right. Uh, a sc but, but two school years have been impacted. Right. right? right. And, and so there's this guy who is hosting like uh, formal dances. And, and and oh awesome! And you text this guy, and you text and you Venmo him the money, and then he tells you the date, 
And then like, like oh, it's like the old raves. And then 45 minutes before the dance, he texts you a location. Awesome. <laughs> and so these people, they get dates and they dress up and they take pictures of their parents' houses. They do the whole nine yards and then they drive to wherever that is there and they get there and it's all decorated and, and he's playing music and they have awesome. they ha and they have like a virtual homecoming slash prom slash Sadie Hawkins, whatever. Awesome. Dude, the only thing that would make is that better is if if the vice principal of the school is the person. Right? <laughs> right? Or if Kevin Bacon was there going, let's Ooh, dance! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Dude, you know how, how that would throw off the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Right? Like it was just, one degree. Just, show, just right show up there at a dance. <laughs> so anyway. Foot loose. The, the forces of freedom are alive and well at Charlie's and at the soccer field. And at the oh. and at the underground super okay. chased dances. Yes. So have you walked around? Have you ever noticed that a bunch of these places have paper in their windows now? Oh yeah. Oh 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 oh. Hair salon speakeasies. Hair salon speakeasies. Uh, nail speakeasies. Workout places speakeasies. Yeah. They're all like they have paper in the front. What that means is go to the back door. Go to the back door. Yeah. You knock on that door, they are going to let you in, and Dude. you can do jujitsu all night long. So there's this one salon my wife used to go to, and I'm not going to tell you where it is because if you're law enforcement, we don't need it. Yeah. Unless, unless your wife's there, of course. Right. Um, so, and it's, we're driving by, and like empty parking lots as far as the eye can see, salon with windows blacked out and no lights on, cars <laughs> all over the parking lot. Like, geez, I wonder where those cars are from. <laughs> you know what? I love people it. Inside. Dude, I, I love, love it. Too. We had fun the other day for lunch. Forces of freedom, live and well. Oh, I thought you were like that's the place. Forces of freedom, freedom, fa. <laughs> forces of freedom, hair. <laughs> forces of freedom, fa and hair. Red, white, and blue earrings. <laughs> but they had got. I love. I love the, the. To me, this is like absolutely the the epitome of capitalism. You have been put an obstacle in your place yeah. to operate your business and yeah. you're finding ways to make it work. All the parking lots in California yeah. are taken up. By the way, how awesome is it that we're in California because, oh yeah, you can have outdoor dining, which they thought nobody would do. So everybody just took all their tables from the inside and put them the outside just in the parking lot. Outside in the parking lot. And it works. There's been some really cool ones too. Like if you, for a while, they shut down this main road in Burbank, um, like the one off to the left side of the freeway. Um, the, that I, so I think it's San Fernando Boulevard. Oh yeah. 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 I for, always, a while, for a while they shut off like two yep. blocks and the whole, yep. all, like the tables were all over the street and you walk around and it had the is street. They still not, the it's not there anymore. No, they reopened the road. So they're still over the sidewalks and they encroach into parking spaces, but the, but the drive, the road's drivable now. So. Which is interesting because I've always thought that they should shut down that road and make it like a third street promenade kind of thing. Yeah, they really should. Cause it was a really nice. It was, yeah. nice, it was a nice deal. But you know, they've done that at the mall too. You know, that entrance where you go up in the middle next to. Larson's and the movie theater and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, all the, all the oh, restaurants yeah. are in the middle. So no, now they're not true. letting people go through there. Yeah. Which I, I've always uh, advocated as well. But you know so, what? Kudos for capitalism. Dude, and, capitalism finds a way, man. It's like amen. water rolling down a hill. Or amen. it's like ants. Adapt like, or there's die. There's a stick in front of us. What do we do? We, like we will team up to climb over the stick. Exactly. You know I mean? Adapt or die. So we're adapting and we're not dying like we once were. Yes. And schools are beginning to open and... Death rates are declining and yep. vaccines are starting to flow. So, and whether or not this, we like Michael Jackson, Prince, and Star Wars, they're still making tons of money. They're still, they're still doing fine. Yeah, they're, doing they're okay. Fine. Don't worry. People. They're not sitting around wondering if Randy likes them. Right. No. <laughs> well, or William. But, but between you and me, I think they should. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it. All that to say, this has been the Waystation Podcast. I'm William Everett. I'm Randy. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs>